Hey everyone, welcome to the Seven Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Seven is the young adults community of Gateway Church here in Arizona. And we exist to help you find your people, find your place, find your purpose, but most importantly, to find his presence. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week at seven. We hope this message speaks to you and grows you. Let's check it out. Hebrews chapter 10, full assurance of faith. We're going to talk about faith tonight. And um, I want to walk through, um, again, this is, you know, I feel like every time, like Preston always on the weekend has all these lists. Um, and he always has to preface it with, this is not an exhaustive list. Um, and so I'm going to do the same thing. This is not an exhaustive list. Um, but the title tonight is Faith Does. The Bible tells us that, that faith without works is, is dead, that, that, that faith leads us to, to do some things in our life and um, that, it's, that it's good. Um, and that, that faith is this, is this assurance, our, that assurance of our faith that we have in God. So it allows us to walk confidently into his presence each and every day, to bring our requests, our celebrations, to bring ourselves into the presence of God. And so we're going to talk about um, faith tonight. And um, I want to begin by addressing first the question, what is faith? Okay. What is faith? If we're going to talk about what faith does, we first have to understand what exactly it is and why it's, why it's so important. So, so what is faith? Hebrews chapter 11, um, verse one, shows us fairly clearly uh, what faith is. It says this in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse one, um, continuing on through verse three, it says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Okay. For by the elders, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Faith is understanding that there's more going on. Faith is understanding that, that there's something else behind the scenes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things unseen. Um, I don't know about you, um, but have you ever heard this phrase, fear is a powerful motivator, right? Um, maybe some of you in your jobs, fear is more often than not used as a motivator to get you to do what your employer, your boss or maybe even your client would prefer that you, you do. Uh, maybe in school, it's a, it's a professor and the threat of a test or the threat of a checkup is what, is what kind of leads you to, to, to walk out some things that you believe. I, I'd like to submit to you tonight that there are um, probably more than one powerful motivators in our life, but, but there are two dominant ones that we have a choice to live by every single day and that is fear or faith. I feel like faith is a very powerful motivator as well. I don't know about you, but when you come to a place where you trust that someone had to have done all of this, it's not me, and they've got a lot more control over life than I do, that's kind of freeing, if I'm honest. I don't know if you've maybe gotten to a place in your relationship with the Lord uh, in, the, in your relationship with the Lord yet to be able to, to, be able to totally really release control. But, but as we walk out this journey of faith, the reality is that we would understand more and more that 
that our hope is anchored to something, that our, that our trust is placed in someone, that there's something else going on behind, behind the scenes, that there are a couple powerful motivators in our life, and fear is definitely one of them, but faith is as well. You know, in, um, as we talk about faith tonight, I wanna, I wanna help us understand something that, that regardless of where you find yourself, I know for some of us, um, we maybe have been serving the Lord for a while, we've been coming to church for a good minute, um, but some of us are maybe new to this whole church thing, and first and foremost, it's awesome. I'm glad that you're here. Um, I'm glad that, that you found seven, I don't know, maybe it was a friend, or maybe you just decided to show up, and uh, you've stayed, or you got stuck here, or you got locked in the building since last week, and you just figured out how to get here. Um, I don't know, but I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're here. But the reality is, I think we actually all have a lot more faith in certain things than we think. I think when it comes to our relationship with God, we maybe find it difficult at times to trust, believe, to hope, to, to have faith that, that he's doing something, that he's working. And, and it's this journey that we're on. But I'd like to submit to you that we generally actually might have a lot more faith in things than we think. You know, for those that, um, when, I was in, when I was in college, I went to Bible school, and one of the things that they um, made sure to kind of bring us into was you talked about all of the different theories as to how the earth came to exist, right? Maybe you've been to school, it's, maybe you're in school, and, and they're talking about maybe in life, or maybe you've just heard conversations about people that say, you know what, um, maybe, maybe you've been in a conversation and somebody has said, you know what, there's no God. There's no God. There's no God. There's, doesn't exist. This just is, okay? Maybe you've been in a conversation and someone has said, um, you know what, it just kind of like, there was this one time, things kind of collided and just bam. And you're like, where did all those things come from in the first place? Like, I don't know, it just did. Maybe, maybe you've had this conversation and, and somebody has said, you know what happened? Um, um, this led to this and then the galaxy and then this and, and you go down this line, right? And you start to see um, people develop some pretty strong and, and honestly pretty detailed beliefs about how they think we even got here, about how the earth was created. And, and I'm just telling you right now, it takes faith, okay? It, it takes faith to believe that God doesn't exist, it takes this trust, it takes this faith, it takes this belief, like the resolve that you've got to have in your life to stand and say, nah, this just happened. I mean, like, that's like, I don't even, like, you just go down the list of evidence. I mean, that's a pretty big, like for people to say, or instance, for instance, like one of the things, I love sports, um, and Kyrie Irving is like the biggest proponent of like the world is flat, right? Like he's like all about this world is flat, and I'm still trying to figure out if it's just, he's just playing games with media people, or if he's like, honest or like he actually thinks that um, but he's done plenty of interviews I'm like dude that guy I don't agree with him but he's definitely he's definitely got some resolve in him he's definitely got he believes that that earth is flat you know what I mean and and I I think a lot of us maybe have a lot more faith or um, let's just go ahead and just clarify like little f faith um in things of this world or beliefs than, than we maybe give credit to. And I'd like to submit tonight that, in, that faith placed in the right person, faith placed in the right direction, on the right path, can actually lead to a life that you've never even begun to experience yet. 
See, fear can get you to do some things, but, but fear causes you to do things so that you don't experience certain things. Faith drives you to do some things so that you can experience some, some things. And so I wanna to talk today about what is, what is faith? faith. Faith does, what is faith? It is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things unseen. So let's just for a second clarify, why is this, why is this important? Okay, why is, why is understanding what faith is and talking about faith, why is this important? Hebrews chapter 11, verse six says this, but faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that God is, that he exists, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, I don't follow Jesus so that things go well. I don't know if that's kind of what you maybe stepped into this relationship with God assuming, but um, in 30 years of my life, I figured out that that's not really how this thing goes. That things don't always go as I wish they would or intend them to go. But as we walk out this faith journey, this life following Jesus, this life connected to him, what we, what we begin to, to enjoy is, man, every day of my life is to bring honor and glory and pleasure to my God. And so faith, why is this important? It's because it, 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 pleases, it pleases God. Let's read it again, Hebrews 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a warder, rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13. The Bible says this, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. See, walking this life of faith having faith in God, growing that faith, that, that knowledge of him so that I understand there's things that I don't see is important. It strengthens us. It, it gives us some confidence. And again, as we see in Hebrews 10, it gives us confidence and assurance to step into his, his presence. Look at James chapter two and verse 17. The Bible says this, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's, it's dead. I'm reminded of, of, of this statement that Pastor Preston shared this past weekend. Um, and I'm gonna just tell you, um, if, if you haven't watched any of the messages from this series that we're in, go back and watch them, The Real Jesus. Um, I, I would encourage you, even if you can't make it to the weekend for whatever reason, um, and you, you come here wherever, um, make sure that you're getting the weekend message, okay? It is it is what God is speaking to our house, to our church. And uh, we get to meet in spaces like this because of what God is doing in our community on the weekend. And, and so in order for us to align with what God is doing in this house, um, if you've been here for any amount of time, you've know, you've heard it said that God blesses unity. And so we always wanna make sure that we're coming under the instruction and the guidance and the leadership and the, and the word that God is speaking to our house as a whole. But Preston said this in this past weekend's message. And as we talk about faith, I, I couldn't escape this, this thought. 
um, he, he, was, he was referring to Jesus as, as the rabbi and talking about being a disciple and um, that, that we are to be disciples, not followers, right? And he, he said this, um, it's, it's an opportunity to implement as a disciple what you are believing as a follower. There are some things that we believe simply as a follower of Jesus, but faith takes an extra step. Right? I'm reminded of the I'm reminded of the story with Peter stepping out stepping out of the boat um, on the water to you know Jesus is out there and he steps out and and he begins to sink. We've many of us have heard the story and, and Peter begins to sink because he starts looking around and looking at the waves and all of that. Um, but faith was was in the step that Peter took out of the boat. Faith was what, what got him out of, of, of the boat. It, it brought him from just a, hey, I'm here, I see Jesus to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step and I'm gonna per, pursue him. I'm gonna pursue what, what he has for my life. And, and I was reminded of this, implementing as a disciple what you are believing as a follower. There are some things that we believe about God, but maybe we haven't quite acted on them yet. There, there are some things that maybe we know or believe, but but how many of you know, do we really believe it if we don't actually live it? I wonder how many things are in my life or in your life that maybe we, we say, but we don't actually, actually execute on it. So as we talk about faith tonight, when we talk about faith does, it's an opportunity for us to step further in our journey with the Lord and begin executing on the things that we've believed for any amount of time. And so as we talk about faith does, point number one is this. So we ask the question, what does faith do? Point number one is this, faith draws near. Faith draws near. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 22, we read it to begin. The Bible says this, so because of what Jesus has done, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. See, anytime we get in a moment where we maybe don't know what to do or we're faced with a question or we're faced with, with a decision, faith, the Bible says that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will, it will move. Faith, in essence, right, rooted in, in, in God, leads us to him for everything in life. Everything that you believe, everything that you hope for, as we, as we journey in this, in this relationship with Jesus and as we have faith in him in every moment, it brings us back to him. In every moment, it draws us near to him because we know we don't have the answers he does. But can I tell you, when, when we have this tendency to think that we're more important than we are or that we've got more control over our life than we actually do, it can cause us what? To lean on our own understanding. But what does faith do? When we put our faith in Jesus, we're saying, hey, God, I, this is bigger than me. I understand I'm not, I'm not the king of my own world. I understand there's more going on than I can see. And so I'm coming to you. So what, what, is, what does this look like in your life? It means that when you have that job opportunity, you don't just say yes to it right away. You say, hey, hold on, I gotta go to God for a second. When you've got that decision to make in that relationship, it means, hey, um, I'll be right back, Cool. I'm gonna just go and I'm gonna check in with him because I know that actually kind of this thing that I've come to believe is that he kind of, he's kind of up here and knows and I'm kind of not. Faith draws us to him. 
because there's a belief that there's something I'm not seeing. There's, there's, there's something that's, that's, that's bigger going on and I understand that I'm not in control. He is. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse two says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. See, I don't, in, our, in our journey with Jesus, um, every step should lead us to him because he's, he's where everything begins. And I'm not at the end yet, but I'll just tell you because if we flip just a few passages over, we could read the end of the story. Um, he's where it ends also. And so when we have this belief in him, we trust that he's got it all figured out. And so at any moment, we go to him. Faith causes us to run to him every second of every day with every decision, every feeling, every emotion, every pain, every hurt, every celebration. Because we know it began with him. The world began with him and it's gonna end with him. So I'm gonna kind of like stick with the thing that's consistent over time. Point number two, what does faith do? Faith endures trials. Faith endures trials. And you see, this is the part that we really don't like. So it'd be easier to believe and to trust that God's got it all figured out and he's just gonna make my life easy. But it doesn't work that way. Faith leads us to, to places where it's tested, to be honest. Faith puts us in positions, this journey with Jesus as we trust that he's got something bigger and he's got something for me and I'm gonna just stick with him and I'm gonna walk. It's gonna lead you to places that you don't like to go. It's probably gonna lead you to places you don't wanna be more often than it doesn't. I'm gonna just tell you. Now there's gonna be some great moments along the way and what you're gonna find as you trust Jesus and as you walk with him is that those places you didn't really wanna be actually become the places where you grow the most. They're actually gonna become the places that develop you the most, that make you more of the person that you were called to be more than any other place. It's not gonna be easy and we generally don't wanna be there. Oh, but faith is gonna lead us to some places that, 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 that cause us to wonder what's, what's going on. Look at this, James chapter one in verse two. It says this, my brethren, count it all, what? Joy. When you fall into various trials, goes on to say, because the testing of your faith produces patience. Joy? Nah, I'm good. I really don't. I'd rather not, actually. That'd be fantastic. I'd just like to, you know, if we could avoid that part, that'd be awesome. But faith is gonna lead us to some places that, that, aren't, that aren't fantastic. I, I, I'm reminded in... Um, well, hey, let's just say this for a second. Faith, faith endures trials, um, endures tests. Um, there's gonna be some testing of our faith that produces patience. Um, but here's the best part, and here's just like disclaimer before we like proceed, um, is that it's kind of an open book test. Like we've got this. Like there ain't no trial you're gonna experience that ain't in here. There is nothing you will encounter in your life that God hasn't already laid out a blueprint for us, to, for us to make it through. It doesn't mean it ain't gonna happen, but there is not one single thing, both high and low, that you're gonna walk through that is not outlined, detailed in this book. 
And to be honest, I wonder in life, and I've been there before, I'm going to tell you a story here in just a moment about some things that I've walked through, um, the things that led my wife and I to be here that were not fun by any means, but made us more of the people that God's called us to be. But the reality is I wonder if one of the reasons why we run so much from trials is because we aren't as well versed in this as we ought to be. Is that maybe why a trial surprises us? Maybe why a moment of our life shocks us so much? Is because there's something that, that we haven't seen that, that maybe God wants us to see. Again, don't get me wrong, it's not gonna, it's not gonna just make it easy by no means. And I'm not in any way trying to condemn, but but if I'm honest, there was a conversation I had with Pastor Preston early in COVID because it kind of like, it kind of hit me hard and, and my wife is an ICU nurse. And so I battled all of these things. Like, what do we do? Like, I'm kind of afraid of this. And she had just, um, many of you know, maybe you don't know the whole story. We're going to actually do a seven convo coming up with just my wife and I, an opportunity just to kind of bring you into our life and, and share a little bit about us and, and some of the things that God's taught us and brought us through. But um, my wife, for those of you that don't know, spent 11 days in the hospital last year before before COVID ever hit. Wasn't something we were expecting, wasn't something that we were preparing for or anticipating. Weeks after she gets out of the hospital, she goes on short-term disability. She can barely walk, can't lift anything. For six weeks, she couldn't lift up her daughter. Six weeks, she couldn't pick up more than like five to 10 pounds because of the infection that had just totally like, like, just gone everywhere in her body and thank the Lord she's healthy and well and, and things are going well now. But there was a moment it didn't look super fantastic. And I remember coming to Preston and I said, hey, I just feel like, I just feel like the waves are kind of like crashing over me and I don't, I'm just trying to like ride the waves and I don't know what's going on. And, and he said, hey, Isaac, you've got two ways. You've got two ways to respond to waves that come because waves are gonna come. You can stand up, or you can sit down. But there's only one of those ways that causes water to come over your head. Doesn't mean the waves aren't gonna be strong. Doesn't mean they're not, gonna, they're not gonna push against you and maybe try to knock you off a little bit. But there is a posture to standing against the trials and the waves that come that says, God, I know you're bigger than this. God, I know you've got something else going on. God, I'm gonna trust you anyways, even though I don't see what you're doing. And I met with Preston afterwards and he said, Isaac, and this was not out of condemnation. This was not out of a like, hey, I'm gonna check in to see how you're doing in your Bible plan. But he said, hey, how, how many verses are you reading a week? How many chapters of this book are you consuming every single week? And, and we just began to have this conversation and he goes, Isaac, to be honest, any number you would have said, I would have said you needed more. Because what God is doing in your life, what's happening cannot survive by verse of the day. This book is everything. This book has instruction. We've talked about it, that the law, the law is not this like do this and do that. We've talked through this series that, that the correct interpretation of the law that we so often like just disassociate with because it's kind of scary and creepy and uh, like uh, grace and love is loving guidance and instruction from God. Then he would say, hey, I know you're going through that. I've, I've actually got, I've got, some, I've got some advice. 
I've got some ways to get through it. Faith endures trials. James 1 says, when, when to, can you throw it up because I don't want to butcher this because I kind of ruined the point. James 1, knowing that the testing of your faith, can we go to the first one? Sorry, I know I'm out of order. My brethren, count it all joy. What's that word right there? Right after joy. When, okay, come on, say it a little louder. When. So like, we could just like sign off that like we don't have to be surprised anymore. Like, like consider how good God is. Consider this, and, and I know that maybe we don't read this all the time, but consider how good and gracious and much your God cares for you that he would already tell you, hey, when this happens, here's what to do. Consider how good God must be that before the trial comes, he goes, hey, just so you know, this is gonna happen. So here. I mean, it would be enough if I faced trials and then God was like, hey, oh, by the way, I kind of got the answer to that. You want to know? Here it is. Like, that would be awesome in and of itself. But consider how good and loving and gracious your God is. My God is, our God is, that before it would happen, he would even tell us it's coming and here's how to get through it. But yeah, so often we, we're shocked, surprised, and it throws us off. And, and that's okay if that's where you find yourself. But just know, He's good. And in here, he wants to walk with you. He wants to show you. He wants to lead you. Point number three is this. What does faith do? Faith produces patience. Faith produces patience. Patience. A word that is not my favorite word a word that I'm assuming may not be yours either. I've met very few humans in my life that come out of the womb and that word is a dominant trait anybody would say about them. But yet it produces this patience in our life that, that maybe if we can go back to trials for a second might actually allow us to wait it out a little bit longer than we would prefer. Before my wife and I moved here, we were in Fresno, and um, there were some great people there, and, you know, the circumstances that kind of led us there, I needed, <laughs> I needed a job, like, after college, and um, my wife was still in nursing school, and I promised her family that, that, that she would finish school, and um, so I got a job where I could, and, and it, was, it was at a spot, and certain details don't matter, but... Um, Three months in, I knew that, that that's not where God had us. Three months in to, to marriage, I knew that we were, if you would ask me then, I would have said in the wrong spot. Obviously, seven years later, I'm like, wow, God actually maybe wanted us there to, to get through some things. But three months in, I knew this is not where God has us long term. And uh, there were some, uh, let's just put it this, this way, that I had every reason to leave. Consider in your workplace um, things that, that maybe would um, throw up some red flags for you related to who you're leading under, who you're serving, or, or your boss, or whatever, and, and some things that if, if it happened, you'd be like, I'm out, I'm done. I'm just telling you, I had every reason to walk out. I had every reason to leave. 
money stuff, relationship stuff, just treating all of it. I had every reason to walk out. And to be honest, every single person in my life would have justified why I left. Three months into marriage, my wife is still in school and I'm, I'm in a position where I, you know, one circumstance led to another and I'm still working at this job, but I, I was forced to have to get another job so I could support my family. We had credit card debt. We had things and I was trying to be the man of my house and just be like, honey, I'm gonna take care of it. And needless to say, there was debt that was racking up and I was just trying to figure out a way to pay bills and figure out a way to support my wife while she went to school. And, and I remember having a conversation with my dad and he just goes, Isaac, he goes, you have every reason to run. You've got every reason to run away. I will support you 100%. I'll make calls. You got people in your corner that will make calls. You don't need to be there. I'm so sorry this happened. But he said something. I don't know if he even recognized what he said in the moment. Um, but it stuck with me forever. He said, but Isaac, just know. He goes, what I want for you is not that you run away from something but that you run toward something else. So he said, hey, if you're asking me as your dad, like, I want more for you than this, but I just feel like the Lord is saying, honor where you are. And he will open up a door for you to run to, not from. So I waited a year and a half, a year and a half, I was in a place that I didn't want to be. A year and a half, my wife and I went through trials in our first year of marriage that we shouldn't have had to go through or, or that I wish we never did, but now thankfully I am. Like, man, thank you, God, for showing us so soon. But it required me to say, you know what, God, I don't get this. I have every reason to, to leave. This trial, this isn't what I expected. This isn't what I signed up for. But I'm hearing you say, honor where I am. You see, the more that you trust God, the more that you understand there's more going on and that you're not in control, the more there seems to be this holy patience that rises up that says, God, as long as I've got to stand here, I will, as long as you're standing with me. See, I'm reminded of the story of Moses where God says, Moses, I'm leading you. And he goes, hey, I'm not going anywhere unless you go. If you're there, I'll go anywhere. But please do not tell me that you're not coming with. See, the more we go this, through this journey, this life of faith with God, man, it, it produces this patience. That's why you can look at somebody and say, hey man, like, man, I'm so sorry you're going through that. And we see these heroes of the faith that have, that have just journeyed for so long that seem to have this ability to stick it out. I'm just telling you right now, our generation stinks at sticking things out. We are not good at committing to something. We commit to a point, don't we? We say, you know what, God? Our job, whatever it is. Hey, oh, I'm in. I am, ooh, I'm in. And then they say, hey, you know what? We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to make a couple cuts and we wanna keep you around, but we can't, we can't pay you what, we, what we've been. You're like, no, nah. out, not. Nah. Or they bring in a new, a new supervisor, right? You probably experienced this. They bring in a new supervisor, one that you don't really get along with. One that maybe doesn't necessarily have the, 
the resume that you think you've got, or maybe that person comes in and they're new, you've been with the company for five, 10 years, and you're like, hey, come on, like, what's the deal? I've been here since I was like 18. And they're over you. Or maybe you've got somebody that's, that's, that's leading over you and they're, they're younger than you or whatever the case is. I mean, you know it, you've seen it. If it's not, we've seen it. We've all been there before. But our generation does not do well with committing through things. We commit to a point. But what we see in this journey with Jesus is that there's this, this faith that allows us to go through. And I wonder what would happen in a generation of ours if we committed to go through things versus just going to them and then I'm gonna bounce and go somewhere else. This faith journey with Jesus, I'm just telling you, when it's, when it's him, when our eyes are fixed on him, it produces this patience, this holy patience in our, in our life. James chapter one, verse three through four says this, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be, look at this, perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I wonder how many things we miss out on, how many things we maybe have to learn more than once. Things that, that maybe we do lack because we quit right before patience is complete. Right before that, that patience has its perfect work in our life. See, when we bounce too early, we miss that part of, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And point number four, we're done is this. What does faith do? Faith pleases him. Faith pleases him. And if I could be so bold as to assume something about all of us, is not that our desire? Ultimately, I don't know what caused you to wake up today. I don't know what caused you to go to work today. I don't know what caused you to come here today. But I hope and pray that, that every step of your life and of mine would be to please him. Is that not? Our desire? Look what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Again, what is faith? Faith is believing that God's got more going on. God, I don't know, but I'm going to trust you. God, I don't know, but I'm going to stick with you. Even when it gets hard. I know I'm not used to doing this. I know it's not my natural inclination, but God, I'm gonna do something different because I know you're making me into someone different. God, I'm gonna stick it out. I'm gonna stick with you. Faith pleases him. Because again, the beginning and the end of our faith is Jesus. And as we see in Hebrews chapter 10, faith affects our proximity. Faith affects your proximity. Faith brings you closer to him. Why? Because every single moment of your life, you know you can't do it without him. So you continually run to him. What does it tell God when we say, God, we trust you? Can you imagine the statement that communicates to our God? When we say, God, I don't know, but I trust you. 
I wonder if God's not looking down from heaven every moment we take a step of faith saying, yes, I'm so proud of you. Oh, I can't. Look, 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 at what the, look at what the Bible says here. In Hebrews chapter six, we're gonna read the whole thing. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is. And look at this, that he is a what? A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God wants to reward you. God wants to bless you. God wants to take care of you. God wants, like, what you don't even know you want or need, God wants to give it to you. God wants to pour it out on you. And consider, consider the message it says, you say, God, like, as your child, I stand before you and I trust you. I'm just telling you, as a dad, when my daughter runs to me, oh, she can have any chocolate she wants. My wife continues, like, I, she's like, she'll come home from work and she'll be like, how many fruit snacks did she get today? And I'm like, two. And really it's like three. And like, sorry. But there's this thing that rises up as a dad that just says, man, like anytime she runs to me, like, yes, you can have it. Here you go. Because she, she runs to, to, to me. You see, we've talked about this. I mentioned this illustration before and, and I'm done and we're gonna, we're gonna spend some, a moment in worship Aaron can come and but when I was in college we would go and 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 my dad and my mom would come uh up like right before school started because I went to school away and and they would come and they would they, they would want to buy like everything for my like dorm right everything for my apartment they want to take care of everything and and even like I was just back with my family in I believe in January um and we went we went skiing and and <laughs> I mean I'm 30 years old, I will be 30. I'm just kind of embracing it at this point. Um, I got a wife, I've got a daughter, I own a home. And if I'm honest, I still have trouble receiving gifts sometimes. But we go and my dad's like, hey, we're gonna take the whole family and we're gonna go skiing. I'm like, awesome, let's do this. And I go and I pull out, Hey, cool. Like, okay, what's it, what's it going to cost? Audie's not going to go, so she's going to be me for this time. She's going to come this time. So how many tickets do I need? Here's my card. And he goes, oh, it's already covered. It's already taken care of. Oh, don't worry about it. I got it. And I'm just telling you, like, every time I go, it just seems like, like I'm like, Dad, like, I've got it. I don't, I don't need this. Like, thank you so much, but, like, you don't have to do that. Like, I've got a job. She's got a job. Like, we're good. But I was like, no, I, I love you. You flew all the way out here. You came to see me, and I just want to take care of you. And I wonder, I wonder if that's not a picture of how our Heavenly Father is. That might not be the picture that you've experienced in your life, and that's okay. I'm so sorry. But it can be your reality because your Heavenly Father is looking down saying, hey, just trust me. I've got the best for you. I want the best for you. I've got, oh man, if you could just see what's just a few steps ahead, I'm so excited to give it to you. Just stick with me. I wonder if you could see your Heavenly Father just on his tiptoes, leaning over heaven saying, hey, just, will you trust me? Will you just have faith in me? Will you just believe? Will you just stick with me? Will you just hope with me? And I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're going through today, but the reality is that his posture is still the same. I want to take care of you.
I want to bless you. I want to pour out my love on you. Faith pleases him. The Bible says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Two more verses. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says this. For we walk by faith, not by sight. This is what life is like, actually. Actually, most of your life, all of our life is kind of about that right there. Whether we choose to walk by faith or not is not the question. The reality is like that's how we ought to live this life. And look at what it says in John chapter 11 and verse 40. Jesus says, did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes tonight? loves you more than you know he wants the best for you he's got the best for you he believes in you more than you do he loves you more than you do he knows you more than you know yourself step of this journey, every trust, every moment of trust leads us closer to him. So I don't know what you're believing tonight, but he knows. He sees you. He sees it. of what I see. This is not about what I see. This, in fact, is about what I don't see. And I need you. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for This Week at 7. For more information about our community and to stay up to date with everything going on at 7 and new content that's releasing every single week, make sure that you text 7 at 7 to 97,000. Don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at Be The Seven. We love you and we'll see you next week. Be The Seven.